Okay, welcome, welcome everyone. Uh, welcome Ezra, welcome Shraga, welcome Ruth and Peter. Uh, so good to have all of you with us. Uh, this is uh, the final and third uh, class of uh, in the series, uh, Kili Haaretz, Changes in Meaning of the Holy Place in Zionism in Heschel's Thoughts. Uh, we encourage everyone to turn on your video if you're able to. Uh, I understand if not, but it is kind of and feel like we're together in a traditional classroom. Uh, also, uh, always uh, feel free to ask questions, uh, either as a comment here uh, um, in the chat box or Zoom, or you can unmute and uh, simply verbally ask the question. Uh, also, if you're watching us live on Facebook, uh, feel free to comment there. I'll be sure to monitor uh, the chat. And um, uh, yes, with that, I'll turn this uh, to you, uh, Dr. Bandi. Thank you. Thank you so much. In our last lesson, we left Heschel in 57, 58, um, it is the last moment before he will be, he, he became uh, American celebrity. Yes, in the 60s, he marched to his Martin Luther King and uh, fought against the war in Vietnam and went to the Vatican to, to meet the Pope and the question is, what happened to his Zionism, to his understanding of the holy place? I have to say that I, I will not talk about it today. We have only three lessons, but I published uh, a few months ago a new edition of Heschel's um, huge work, Heavenly Torah. It's a, a Hebrew original uh, work and in this work he, he he spoke in the first volume about the dispute between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Ishmael and he mentioned that they have one of their disputes is about the holy place while Rabbi Akiva believed in the, in the idea and, and felt a holy place felt the Shekhinah the, the God's presence in Jerusalem, in the, in the temple, uh, yes, the temple was destroyed, but in Jerusalem, um, Rabbi Ishmael uh, didn't believe in this idea and reject it. So it, it was published, the first volume in 62. So, and, and, there are parts in, the, in this work in which you can see how Heschel prefer Rabbi Ishmael, and there are parts in which work in this work in this work in which you can see how we uh, prefer Rabbi Akiva. But in this issue, is it's quite clear that he preferred Rabbi Ishmael. He didn't believe in the idea of the holy place in '62 just like before as we can as, as we saw in our first lesson uh, all his work the sabbath is against the idea of a holy place this is not a jewish idea uh, according to heschel and even though we became a zionist it's because uh, more practical uh, um, problems not because a change in, in his mind about the idea of the holy place However, 
uh, after, just after the war of 67, the Six Days War, uh, just after Peter came to Israel, <laughs> Heschel also came to here and something happened to him. And I want to, to show you uh, a lot of text from a book he wrote after his visit, his famous, his less famous book, Israel and Echo of Eternity, and in which I will try to show how he deeply changed, it, changed his mind about all the idea of the holy place and also about, uh, it changed, and, and he also changed his uh, relation to the state of Israel. And if I can say, he tried to suggest, tried to suggest a spiritual Zionism, uh, not only practical. I, I will share with you uh, sources. And as my uh, costume, I, I'm, ask, I'm asking if there is someone who want to, to read the text for us. Uh, who will be our first reader today? <laughs> Peter, just unmute yourself. So I'm reading on July 1967. Is that where I'm reading? Yes. Okay. I have discovered July 1967. I have discovered a new land. Israel is not the same as before. There is great astonishment in the souls. It is as if the prophets had risen from their graves. Their words ring in a new way. Jerusalem is everywhere. She hovers over the whole country. There is a new radiance, a new awe. The wall, the old mother cried. Just, 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 just a moment. Let's, let's stop for a moment. As you can see, uh, Heschel, this is the very opening of the book, and he mentioned, he mentioned time and again the word, word new, yes? New, new, new. He, he, something new happened to him in his visit. New way, yes? New radiance, new oh, new land, yes? Something new happened to him. But there, there is another uh, maybe strange word here in this opening lines of uh, Israel and Echo of Eternity. Maybe you can suggest uh, what is the most strange word here? In my opinion, in my opinion, the most strange word here is the word she. Yes. Michelle, you totally want to say something? No, no, I think you're, you're going on a beautiful route. Thank you. Um, Heschel. Can I jump in for one moment, please? I think yes. the most interesting thing is Jerusalem. I think the switch which you're obviously going to get to, which all of us have studied, is from time to place. That he would regard Jerusalem, the physical Jerusalem, 
as the real place. You alluded a moment ago about spiritual Zionism. He's no Achad Amnik, but he has his own way of viewing it. I always read it, and I was aware of this already in the late 50s and in the 60s when I was an undergraduate student. And when he was just publishing uh, the Shabbat and the other uh, uh, time-related uh, volumes, his need was not to touch, because if you touched, you'd have to go. And he was in New York, and he wasn't going to go. We knew him. We knew him. We saw him in Midtown on Shabbatot and so dressed up like a Hasidic Rebbe, if you remember, if you knew. Anyway, that's my, that's my input. Thank you, thank you. Of course, I will, I will, I will show the change about the meaning of uh, the holy place in this work. But I, I, I'm trying to say that the word she is uh, maybe the extremist uh, um, example of this change. He perso person person of how do you say it? Personified. <laughs> he, he relates to Jerusalem as a person, as a woman. Yes, this is not only a holy place. This is a, a person. What happened to Heschel? Yes, what happened to his understanding of time? We spoke about time as a moment of meeting, of interpersonal relationship. And now he relates to Jerusalem as a person, to the place as a person, as a woman. And of course, he echoed all the Kabbalistic and Hasidic um, uh, uh, thoughts about the Shekhinah, about God's, pre about, about God's presence uh, as a, as a phenomenon, how do you say it? Phenomenon side of, of God. Yes, he, he, he suddenly changed all his language. Yes, what happened, what happened to him? And indeed, when we will, will continue to read, he, he, he told us about a dramatic experience which happened to him near the Kotel, near the wall. Is, isn't Jerusalem feminine in Eicha? Um, so there's a lot, there's a very strong precedent for talking about Jerusalem as a she. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. Indeed. In Eicha, and of course, in Shira Shirim, uh, according to the interpretation of Rabbi Akiva, um, and of course, in uh, the, the prophecy of Hoshea, uh, and Jeremiah, yes. Uh, the Bible also spoke about, about uh, the Jewish people or Jerusalem uh, as a bride, yes. But Heschel didn't, do, Heschel didn't do it, yes. He didn't spoke about uh, the land of Israel. He spoke against uh, these ideas. And as I said in his book, uh, heavenly Torah, he tried to show that this is the ideas of Rabbi Akiva, while Rabbi Ishmael rejected it, rejected these ideas of, of Shekhinah and holy places. And it seems that 
in 62 when he published Heavenly Torah, he preferred Rabbi Ishmael, these ideas of Rabbi Ishmael. Let's, let's read, let's read the, the, it's a witness. Uh, it's unbelievable witness of Heschel about what happened to him in near, near the, the war. Peter, do you want to, to add something? No, I'll be happy to read if you want me to read. Ah, thank you, thank you. Please, please read. The wall, the old mother crying for all of us, stubborn, loving, waiting for redemption. The ground on which I stand is amen. My words become echoes. All of our history is waiting here. No comeliness to be acclaimed, no beauty to be relished, but a heart and an ear. Its very being is compassion. You stand still and hear stones of sorrow, acquaintance with grief. We all hide our face from agony, shun the afflicted. The wall is compassion. Its face is open only to those smitten with grief. So tough, so strong, so tenacious. How she survived the contempt of ages. For centuries, while was heaped in her front to cover her face, she remained, I think remained is what it's supposed to be, impervious to desecration, mighty of mysterious majesty in the midst of scorn. Those stones have a heart, a heart for all man. The wall has a soul that radiates a presence. Silence. I, hung, I hug the stones. I pray, O rock of Israel, make our faith strong and your words luminous in our hearts and minds. No image. Pour holiness into our moments. The wall is silent. For an instant I am her tongue. Then I hear. I am a man of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. O oh God, cleanse my lips, make me worthy to be her tongue for one instant. Forgive my ecstasy. Not enough? Drawer. Uh, more two paragraphs, please. I am afraid of detachment, of indifference, of disjunctions. Since Auschwitz, my joys grieve. Pleasures are mixed with vexations. No security anywhere, anytime. The sun can be a nightmare. Humanity infinitely worse than a beast. How to be in accord with Isaiah, I ask in my prayers. Suddenly, ancient anticipations are corrected in me. Centuries went and came. Then a moment arrived and stood still facing me. Once you have lived a moment at the wall, you never go away. Thank you. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> it's an event. Can I Maybe. say one more? Can I say one yeah, more? just a moment. Just just a moment. It's an event. It's an, an event. It's maybe a, a Jerusalem syndrome. Yes, he, he is a, a person. He is a philosopher who wrote a book against the holiness of place, and he prayed to God. Yes, pure holiness into our moments. Yes. Yes, uh, uh, it, to our moments. Yes, it's it's it's. I, I expect. I, I I believe in holiness of time, but then 
he hears something as if he became a prophet, Isaiah, for a moment. In, the, in his book, he didn't continue to quote the end of, he didn't dare, he didn't dare to continue the, to quote the, to quote the, the continue of the, yes, of, of the, of the Pasuk, yes, of Isaiah uh, 6, 5. But, but we, but we know the continue, the, the, the end of, of this Pasuk, for my eyes have seen the king, my eyes. Heschel felt for an, for an instant like Isaiah, and he uh, didn't uh, know what happened to him. He prayed to God, oh, cleanse my lips. Uh, I didn't, forgive me for my ecstasy. Yes, he, he, he afraid, from, afraid from, from, him, from himself, I'm afraid. So, something astonished him, but since Auschwitz, he didn't feel security anywhere, anytime. He lost the feel of holiness in time. He lost the, the, the feel of holiness in place. Yes, the, the Holocaust destroyed his faith. And suddenly, ancient anticipations, yes, century went and came and a mo then a moment arrived and stood still facing me yes something happened to him for a moment for a holiness in time but it happened to him there when he hugged the stones yes when he prayed O rock of israel yes and and he it's a it's a confusion. You don't know. This is a an important moment in the life of every philosopher when he experiences something which contradicts his philosophy. What are you going to do as a philosopher when you experience something which contradicts your own philosophy? This is the trial, this is the confusion, yes. And what Heschel did with this confusion? Yes, Sharge, you wanted to. to yeah, I don't want to be a dialogue and I certainly don't want to be disturbing the lecture. So please stop me as you have, thank you. I just want to point out one interesting historical fact. July, 1967, there was a yeshiva on Har Habayit. Rev. Goren had established that they were sitting and learning. Heschel doesn't mention that. Heschel doesn't mention Har Habayit. And for me, of course, now we're, you know, 70, 50 years later, it's good to be a clever 50 years later. But at that time, everyone was going to Har Habayit. As a matter of fact, the rabbinate hadn't even made a declaration not to go to Har Habayit yet. And uh, Moshe Dayan had not yet given the keys back. So this was a time of complete upheaval. And maybe that's the answer. Heschel couldn't, and none of us could have touched base on that time. And none of us did really. But on the other hand, he's a philosopher. He's a leader. He was writing about this. He didn't take it into consideration. For me, that is something that I don't understand. I'm not critical. I just don't understand. Thank you. Thank you, but, thank you, thank you. But but maybe it's 
it's uh, maybe it's only oh maybe are you with me uh, my, maybe it's maybe it's only uh, an alachic uh, um, behavior of Heschel yes he, it's not simple according to the Alha to go into the, into the Harabait into a special places there and maybe 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 he didn't want to do it but for me for me this witness it's it's much more important than where exactly Heschel stood yes uh, even though this experience uh, happened to him in Bethlehem or in Hebron or who knows where yes the, the most uh, important thing is is the very experience of a holy place he experiences he experienced a holy place and he didn't know what to do with it, with his own experience yes this this is the the most on my opinion the the, the problem you know the, the most important issue here and let's see let's see what what he did with this contradiction with this confusion um i i just want to say because this is our issue of Shemitah, that when we read the Psukim of Vaikra, we saw that the Torah relates to, related to, to the land as a woman, yes? In this very Psukim of Shemitah, yes, the land will uh, observe the Shemitah, the land uh, will, uh, head, will have a Sabbath with God, Yes, all these psukim of Shemitah, this is Shemitah, I, I think, this is the most important psukim in the Torah, in which the Torah itself uh, spoke about the land as a woman, as a woman with person, yes, as a person who, who had to observe her own Sabbath. Yes, and, and I think this is also, we, we, we will have to, to have, to, we, we will, we have to have it, to have it in, in our minds here. So let's continue. This is Heschel's ex explanations, explanations about the meaning of the holy place. Uh, does someone want, want to read? Uh, or maybe another one? Or, oh, thank you, Ezra. It's your first time to read. Congratulations. Yeah, well, uh... <laughs> It's my first day of vacation from school. There's too much background noise in the past. So <laughs> it's a good day for that. Okay. Uh, Jerusalem is not divine. Her life depends on our presence. Alone, she is desolate and silent. With Israel, she is a witness. Alone, she is a widow. With Israel, she is a bride. Where is God to be found? God is no less here than there. It is the scared moment in which his presence is disclosed. We meet God in time rather than in space, in moments of faith rather than in a piece of space. The history of Jerusalem is endowed with the power to inspire such moments, to invoke in us the ability to be present to his presence. I did not enter the city of David to visit graves or to gaze at shrines. I entered in order to share craving welled up here, to commune with those who proclaimed and with those who preserved the words we now read in the book of books. Uh, should I keep going? Yes, yes, please. Jerusalem, her excellence is in her being an event in the form of city. 
the unfolding story concerning God and man. Her air is radiant with holiness and time, with mediations and reflections. Jerusalem is more than a pure possibility. Her distinction is in her election and charisma. Her holiness is in her being a place of meeting. Jerusalem, the charismatic city, is like a Hasidic master whose sheer presence is a bestowal, whose heart and mind are never disengaged from God. The experience of the master's engagement to God enhances one's capacity for self-engagement to him, and being present to Jerusalem opens gates. It is a land where not a spot is visible that is not reflecting an event, a moment. The land is different. Those who built it and those who worship in it inspire it. It is an inspired land. Just to be in the land is a religious experience. It is a land where time transcends space, where space is a dimension of time. The land of Israel is memory, frozen faithfulness. Oh. Should I stop there? Hello? Or further? Hello? Yes? Do you hear me? I hear you. Oh, thank, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm not at home and the Wi-Fi here is not as best as mine, but the text is unbelievable. Yes, he, we can see how he, he tried to hold together his, uh, his past philosophy of sanctific sanctification of time and his new experience, the holiness of the place. And yes, the last lines are very paradoxical. Yes, um, it is a land where time transcends space, where space is a dimension of time. Yes, how, how, what happened to Jerusalem? How a, how a place became a time? I think the most uh, important line here is this line. Her holiness is in her being a place of meeting. As we remember, the holiness of time, according to Heschel, is because the moment of meeting, of interpersonal relationship, intersubjective inter moment. Yes, and Jerusalem is not a the holiness of, of Jerusalem is not in the space, but because uh, it's a place of meeting. Who met in Jerusalem? All the prophets, all the, all the, the people who, bu who built it and inspired, inspired it, inspired it. If, if, if you remember in my first lesson, I tried to explain uh, the holiness of time of Heschel. Yes, when, when something happened to you with someone else for a moment, yes, if we can, maybe I can speak about an example. Yes, if, if, you, if you met your wife in a, in, in a moment, in your first moment of love, yes, the music, of the movie is slower in order to make you feel uh, that the time stop, yes? But when you, this is the holiness of time, yes? But when you will take your grandsons, your granddaughters to this place, 
and you will tell them, you see, here, this is the first that you, that me and your grandma felt in love in our, for, for the first time. If they will come with open hearts, suddenly the place will radiate, will radiate the love between of their grandpa, grandpa and grandma, and they will feel the love by themselves, to their own friends. Yes, someone between them. When, when, when a place was a place of meeting, and someone who knew the story, who knows the story, will come to this place with an open heart, the meeting will back to life in his life or her life. That's what happened to Heschel in Jerusalem, in the land of Israel. Because, yes, when he, when I, I only can imagine when he, when he went to Tkoa, he met Jeremiah, he met Amos, Anatot, he met Jeremiah, Tkoa, he met Amos, Bethlehem, he met King David. When he came to Jerusalem, he saw Isaiah everywhere. Yes, he is, he is, he, he lived the story of the prophets, their own experience. And suddenly Israel became an echo of eternity. Yes, all the places echoed, echoed him, all the prophecies, all the places of meetings, which were there. And suddenly it happened to himself for a moment. Yes, it's not a um, substantive holiness in a place, but uh, as if the place uh, echo time, echoes time. Yes, the, the, a moment of meeting. Yes, the holy land is the land which reflects God's uh, point of view. Not because something special in her potatoes, as Heschel wrote. No, no, but because something happened between God and she. It's God's uh, perspective. Yes, only, only who only who knows, only who feels feels this, uh, this perspective of God will feel the holiness of the land. And this is how Heschel explained to himself the contradiction between uh, his own philosophy of the holiness of time and his own experience of the holiness of place. And I, I believe it's a very unique explanation about the, the very feeling of holy place. Heschel himself, when he explained Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Ishmael only five years ago, didn't uh, think about this explanation. He explained Rabbi Akiva in one extreme and Rabbi Ishmael in the other extreme. And suddenly something happened to him and he had a new, new, a new, a new understanding of holy place. I believe it's, it's, it's also can help us to understand all these psukim about Shemitah. 
is about the service of the earth. Something happened between God and the land. And if you experience it, you have to behave in another way on this land. Any questions, any comments until now? Yes, Peter, please. I, I actually don't want to waste this precious time with you for you to answer this question. But, it, but what you just described felt very Buddhist to me. And we know, you know, that Heschel was, the, was unique in the Jewish world in those years in having contact, not just with Christianity, in a very profound way, but also with, uh, with, with you know, Hare Krishna and people who would come to the seminary to talk with him. And um, this, what you, the way you just described the echo uh, feels so much like the way in which uh, the disciples of the Dalai Lama talk about the the continuation in the life of the present of that which comes before it, um, but don't don't waste time on it. It just struck me, and and we'll talk about it some other time. Uh, Dr. Bundy, uh, I uh, I think you're frozen. Can you hear us? Dr. Bundy? Uh, sorry, everyone. Uh, uh, we'll just uh, fix this. It looks like we have a, a technical issue. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely fine, I'm sure. Uh, Dr. Bundy, if you can hear me, um, just uh, log out and log back in. Okay, yeah, he's, he's doing that. Okay, so let me remove you from Spotlight. So. I'm here, I'm here. You're here, perfect. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. I'm sorry. We can see you. No need to apologize. Yeah, we can see you and hear you now. Peter, it's only because you comment. <laughs> he was just saying the same thing. Well, he said, yeah, I apologize. <laughs> Don't do it again. And and um, so, any anyone else want to 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 uh, to say or to or to ask? Oh, maybe we will continue because this is. Looks like Ezra. Ah, Ezra, do you want to say? Yeah, if the answer is too long, you don't have to answer it now. I was wondering the way he's describing uh, the sanctity of space. Is there something fundamentally different in his view about Eretz Israel as opposed to, let's say, a synagogue with a very long Jewish history or a community with a long Jewish history in Chutzlaretz? Because it seems like those places would also have a history of Jews connecting with God and Jewish yearnings. Or would he essentially say the same thing about any place anywhere in the world with a rich religious history? It, it's, a, it's a very interesting comment because, as you know, his book about the Eastern European Jew, do you hear me? Yes? His book about the Eastern uh, European uh, Jew, uh, the, the, the title is uh, The Earth is the Lord's. And this is about Poland. Yes? As you know, the famous Drasha, uh, Polania. Yes, here God's, here God, uh, uh, present, present. And, and, but I think it's in, in it is another understanding of, of the earth is the Lord's. Yes, because when he spoke about, oh no, are you with me? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we, uh, we can hear you. No. 
Yes, yes, we can hear you. Your video is frozen, but we can no. actually hear you. <laughs> Looks like you can't hear. Oh, there you go. Can you can you no? hear us, uh, Doctor? Yes. yes, we can, can hear you and see you now. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know when 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 where I stopped it. Uh, now you're on mute. Let me see. I'm, I'm sorry. Use your, your hotspot on your phone. Yes, I, I, I tried to do it. I'm trying to do it. Um, let's, let's do it. Right now it's good. Oh, not anymore. <laughs> Okay, hopefully we'll get it fixed in the next couple of minutes. Thank you for your patience, everyone. Lots of good things to say. Just some technical issues. Okay, we can hear you now, Dr. Bundy. I can't, I, I can see you actually, but I can't hear you. Do you hear me? I can hear you now, yep. I'm, I'm sorry, I just want to, let's continue. The, the next text is very important. Oh no. Uh, we lost you again. <laughs> oh, there you are. Are you with me? Yes. Let's continue to the next text because it is very important one. Okay, Peter, please read. There is a unique association between the people and the land of Israel. Even before Israel becomes a people, the land is preordained for it. Even before there was a people, there was a promise, the promise of the land. The election of Abraham and the election of the land came together. The promise of the land to the patriarchs is the leitmotif in the five books of Moses. Israel reborn is a verification of the promise. Any attempt to impair the vital link between Israel the people and Israel the land is an affront to biblical faith. The horrendous sin of the children of Israel in the wilderness was the worship of the golden calf, yet that sin was forgiven. However, under the influence of those who were sent by Moses to scout the land and who upon return spread calumnies about the land, the Israelites lost their faith in ever entering the land. That sin was not forgiven, for the spies who spread slander about the land were not forgiven, for the sin of the spies and the acceptance of the slander by the people, the entire generation which left Egypt died in the wilderness. The blessed Holy One could forgo his own honor, but could not forgive the transgression in slandering the promised land. Please continue. What we have witnessed in our own days is a reminder of the power of God's mysterious promise to Abraham and a testimony to the fact that the people kept its promise. If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. The Jew in whose heart the love of Zion dies is doomed to lose his faith in the God of Abraham who gave the land as an earnest of the redemption of all men. 
Thank you. Thank you. It is unbelievable text of Heschel, but the reason for it is not his content. There is something very unique here, and I I let you understand it if you if you can remember the last lines of God in Search of Man. Do you remember the last lines of God in Search of Man? He spoke there about the golden calf. Do you remember? And then he said, I, I, I prefer to stay in the wilderness instead of go to the land of Israel without God. But please, please see these lines here, not, not here. Um, let's see. Um, I will try to show all this text together. Um, as you can see, these lines, we are in, in uh, yes, in Israel, an echo of eternity. Yes, there is a unique association between the people and the land. Please remember these lines. And please remember also these lines. What we have written in our days is a reminder, uh, all these lines. Please, do you remember these lines? And now, let's read, the, let's, rem let's re remember the last lines of, of God in search of man. People, uh, Peter, can you continue? Please unmute yourself. There is a unique association between the, between the people and the land of Israel. Even before Israel becomes a people, the land is preordained for it. What we have witnessed in our own days is a reminder of the power of God's mysterious promise to Abraham and a testimony to the fact that the people kept its promise. I read that before, yeah? Yes. If the O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. Okay, but then continue. The people of Israel groaned in distress. Out of Egypt, the land of plentiful food, they were driven into the wilderness. They were almost ready to stone Moses. But after they had worshipped the golden calf, when God had decided to detach himself from his people, not to dwell anymore in their midst, but to entrust an angel with the task of leading them out of the wilderness to the promised land, Moses exclaimed, If thou thyself does not go with us, take us not out of the wilderness. This, perhaps, is the secret of our history, to choose to remain in the wilderness rather than to be abandoned by him. Thank you. Do you see what happened here? Oh, do you hear me? Hello? Do you hear me? Do you see what happened here? He, yes, quoted, he quoted himself, right? He quoted uh, the first line here, there is a unique association, and then what we have witnessed today. And instead of a story about the golden calf, he put between these lines, yes, there is a unique association, and what we have witnessed in our days, Another story, and this, and he, and he wrote, yes, uh, uh, the around the scene of the children of Israel was the worship of the golden calf. Yet that sin was forgiven. There is a worst sin. There is a worst sin in the wilderness. The golden calf is not the worst. There is another sin there. 
the sin of the slander of the spies. And if you remember in my first lesson, I suggested that the last lines of uh, God in search of man, Heschel hinted against Zionism. You hear me? Oh no. Are you with me? Yeah, we're with you. We got it. We hear you. Oh. Hello? Yes, we can, uh, we can actually hear you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. In, 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 I explained in my first lesson that in, in these lines of the last lines of God in Search of Men, Heschel hinted against Zionism, as if Zionism is to go with an angel to the land of Israel instead, and Heschel preferred, Heschel is Moses, and he preferred to stay in the wilderness with God instead of uh, go to the land of Israel with an angel, with the Zionism. But now, he took his own text and made a midrash to himself. He quoted himself and changed the very meaning of his own text by uh, context it, yes, he put it in another context and as if he tried to save his own lines and by interpret a new interpretation of the historic moment. Yes, but now we have to understand the new story. What Heschel tried to say by the story about the spies? In the first, in, in God in Search of Man, I suggested that he tried to say that, that he is Moses and Zionism is the angel. But now what he, what he tried to say by, by the story of the spies? Do you have any suggestion? Who is the spies? Anti-Zionists. Those who slander Zion. Right? Who, who made such a slander against Zionism? <laughs> I think it's a very harsh text against, his, against himself. Yeah. He, 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 this experience in the world uh, you hear me? Oh no, you hear me? This yeah, we can hear you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. This experience in this in the world, as if this uh, simply um, gave him a, uh, I don't know how to say it, gave him a punch in his hand, in his head. Yes, he, he, he suddenly understand. Oh no, I thought I was Moses but I misunderstood the very meaning of the historic moment. I was the spies. I missed, it's a very harsh saying of philosopher against himself. And as you know, he got half back. It's very monstrous, yes? Because Heschel had very harsh experiences in this year. He came back from Israel very confused. He tried to understand what happened, what is the only, and then Martin Luther King was murdered. And, and it's unbelievable experience for a philosopher and for a human being to understand his misunderstanding. He tried to suggest a meaning for the historic moment. He tried to suggest a saying, a philosophy, a saying of, of anti-Zionist philosophy and suddenly, suddenly he understood 
that he hear a slander. He didn't understand the meaning of Zionism. It was a slander. There is a chance for a spiritual Zionism. There is a chance for a holy, for a moral state. Eschel felt, as you know, after the Six Days Wars, there was a spiritual a vibe in Israel. Everyone felt God, and there was a moral understanding that we are, was the few, and they, they, the Arabs and the communists tried to destroy Israel. And Eshel suddenly had a new understanding, an opposite understanding of the meaning of Zionism and the meaning of the holy place. And of course, I don't know what he would say today. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it would suggest, suggest another story, I don't know. But in, in this very moment, after the Six Days War, uh, war the Six Days War, he, it, it's a, I believe it's a very unique moment of a philosopher in which we can see into his heart, into his soul, and, and the and we see a very strong experience, a very strong confusion, a very strong conversion. And, and uh, a new understanding of the holy place, maybe of the Shemitah. Any comment, any question? Yes, Peter. So I just want to, the question I guess I would ask is this. Once we get beyond 1967, and specifically when we go into 1968, um, do you think that this thinking, this transformational thinking of Heschel's about Israel and Zionism continues? He published this work uh, in 69. You hear me? Yep. Oh. No, no, it's good. We hear you. He, he, he published this work in 69. But... He came to Israel another time, a uh, few months before his death. By the way, it was today, before 49 years. This is the very Yorzeit of Heschel. The, the, the English Yorzeit was, the English Yorzeit is today, the, the Hebrew, the Jewish Yorzeit was yesterday. And, but, but he came to Israel a few months, few months before, and he had an, another kind of speech to Israel, much less, uh, much less um, uh, enthusiastic, much more critical in 72. Uh, the, the very title is A Time for Renewal. It's not a new, it's for renewal. Yes, it's, it, 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 it start to understand that something wrong is 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 hap uh, yeah, was happened and and the but he didn't he didn't write a new book. Susanna Eschel, his daughter, wrote a new introduction to Israel and Echo Fraternity, and she wrote that if Eschel would live after seventy seven, he wrote a new book. And but there is a very interesting saying of him in a in a speech, 
uh, in 71, in which Heschel said, are you with me? In which Heschel said, uh, told a story about a Cossack. Yes, do you know this term, the Cossack? Yes, are you with me? Oh no. Yeah. Heschel, in, in a speech in 71, Heschel told the Hasidic story about a Cossack. Yes, a Gentile, a new Gentile who tried to, the, the Hasidic story which, he, which, he, which Heschel told is about a Cossack who, knock, who knocks about a, a Hasidic home and ask, ask who is the owner of the home. And the Hossi didn't understand the question. So he, he asked his wife, what, what this Cossack wanted? wants for me. So the woman said, he wanted you to sing a new song because the world uh, owner of the home in Russia, in Russia, uh, in Russia is Chazain. So she, the woman thought he wanted to hear Chazan, yes. And so the Hasid tried to sing a new song, a Hasidic song, but the Kozak beaten him. And he asked his wife, what's happened? So he beaten him again. And then Heschel added, this is my life. I wrote a book and the Cossack beaten me. And I tried to read another book and the Cossack beaten me again. And I tried, and this, this is saying in 71, maybe, maybe felt like a Hossid, which was beaten by a Cossack and tried to sing a new song and, and then was beaten again. Yes, and I don't know, it's only a Hasidic story. But uh, I think uh, the question is not what Heschel, if Heschel was right or wrong. I think what, what is more important, what, what is more meaningful is, is new understanding of the holy place, and his, his, uh, his readiness to change his mind. It's not easy for people to change their own mind, especially when they are a philosopher, which a very uh, uh, huge system of understanding. And I think, in my opinion, it's the greatness of Heschel, who experienced something against his own philosophy, and he said he understand he understood, yes, I have to, to suggest, suggest a new understanding. And uh, the history, this is the, this is the, it's, it's not easy to understand the history. You try to understand as much as you can, but uh, there are times of uh, misunderstanding. Who knows what is the right understanding, understanding of the historic moment of today? This is the challenge of a philosopher and philosopher who try to suggest understanding of history, and this is the risk. Anyone want to suggest to add to ask? We have only four minutes. Yes, uh, Ruth. Yeah. Um, you dropped a word at the beginning today of. Heschel seeing himself, understanding himself as a prophet. And that's something which comes through. I mean, even if you look at, at the 
the the interview with him towards the end of his life you hear the prophet you see the prophet um and i'm wondering to what extent that aspect of his persona is playing in in this also is this i mean does he does he it, does he essentially feel himself as somebody who has received prophecy um, standing at the Kotel or wherever else it was in Israel also? Or, or is he speaking prophecy or is that fit into this? For Heschel, a prophet is not, something, is not someone who, who knows what will happen in the future. For Heschel, a prophet is someone who saw the the moment from the point of view of God mm -hmm. and uh, felt and fe feels his demand for equality, for, for uh, civil rights movements, yes, and uh, against racism, 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 yes, and, and, and this is the meaning of the prophet for Herschel, and he spoke about it in his book and a lot of time, a lot of times, and when he was asked in his last interview in NBC, you can see it in the in YouTube, if he if he is a prophet, so he told to Carl Stern, all the Jewish people are the son or the the children of the prophet. This is our way of life, to try to live in the way of the prophets, and try to I, I believe that he tried to show that every human being. Is his piety can be a small prophet, yes, but and should be, and and um, but of course, when Martin Luther King said that Heschel is a prophet, Heschel said that Martin Luther King is a sign that God is not forsake is, is that God uh, uh, doesn't forsake the United United States of America. And then 10 days later, Martin Luther King was killed. So Heschel, of course, knew the risk of, of trying to see the, and, and when Heschel was asked about this, also in this interview in NBC, you can see it, is he explained, explained that life is drama and we have the choice. And God didn't write the story of history. And this is in our hands. And uh, we only can try to make our best and to be worthy of being saved. So this is his own answers to, to and you can see it in NBC and read his book, The Prophets, of course. I sorry, but we have to 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 end our course. But please read Heschel. This is my request for you. Please, he's an unbelievable writer and philosopher. And I will be glad to continue next time in Manhattan. Did, uh, did Judith get to ask her question? A holy place. I, yeah, I didn't want to take up more time, but... Is it okay if Judith asked a question real quick? For me, it's very... Okay, I'm yeah, here all the okay. night. Yes. All right. More comment than a question, actually. Um, you're, you're showing the change in Heschel, and I do see a change, but I don't see it so much as a conflict. I see it more as a growth, because he does try to synthesize his sense of time 
with this new revelation of the holiness of pain. Israel is holy because it synthesizes time and space. And he is growing in his perception. And I think that's, yes, he was wrong in that he didn't see that dimension. But I don't think he necessarily has to disavow his previous perceptions. As I see it, is a development is a development of development of his philosophy, but is a very harsh moment of confusion. To say about himself, oh no, I was not Moses, I was I was despised. It's a very harsh saying of of confusion, of contradiction. But he tried to write a new philosophy, which is in, 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 a, a, a continuation of his past philosophy. So in the, from the perspective of philosophy, it grows. From the personal perspective, is, it is a contradiction. This is the problem, the personal, and this is the solution, the philosophy. Thank you. Hey, uh, let me change the view so uh, everyone can see each other. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, this was a great series, uh, Dr. Bundy, and uh, thank you. It's so good to see you again. And thank you also to everyone who joined us uh, today on um, Zoom. Uh, and on thank you, Evie and Risha, for all these uh, efforts. Thank you. A yeah, of question. course. And forgive me for my Wi-Fi and forgive me for my English, please. This is your English is perfect. The Wi-Fi wasn't as perfect as the English, but 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 still good. <laughs> Dr. Bobby, um, are you in Israel or in New York? I am in Israel. Israel. <laughs> so I'm yeah, thank you. Where, where can we see you? Um, uh, take take my email from Evie and I okay. Will thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Erev yeah. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Shabbat shalom. <laughs> Thank you. So yes, uh, you actually can see recordings of uh, the sessions on uh, Dresha Live. It's uh, www.dresha.org slash live. And uh, we will have another class uh, coming up uh, next week on Tuesday, December 28th at 8 p.m. Uh, it's uh, Sefer Tehilim and the story of how and why tefillah grows with Dr. A.J. Berkowitz. Berkowitz, hopefully I'm pronouncing the name right. Um, you can always find more information about uh, classes and the registration links on our website, www.dresha.org slash classes. And again, I wanted to extend thanks uh, to you, Dr. Vandi, uh, uh, for such a great session once again, and also for um, uh, everyone else who uh, joined us here today. Thank you so much, everyone. We really hope to see you at one of our upcoming classes here at Dresha. Vahitraot.